Welcome to our Saturday simulcast. It's actually Sunday morning uh, where we are at, at, at a little after 1230 after the Boilermakers. Uh, for Purdue fans, disappointing 35 to 20 loss to Syracuse. A, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some numbers that just you just can't have in win football games. Seven fumbles, three lost, over 100 yards in penalties a opposing quarterback that ran for the most yards by a Purdue opposing quarterback in the history of the program, if my ciphering is correct. None of that's good. Tom, uh, I guess first I want to ask you just kind of what the mood was post-game, but also uh, just, you know, again, those numbers just don't add up to good things if you're Purdue. The mood, Alan, you want me to capture the mood? <laughs> uh, somber. <laughs> yeah. um, melancholy yeah just uh as you would suspect right uh this game uh just never never really felt like it was on course for purdue and yeah, i feel I and I, I i feel silly now wondering why vegas made syracuse a two and a half point yeah, me too me too um, they, they took care of business you know, just that with that drive in the first half, guys, when they got to the five-yard line, fourth and one, they could have kicked a field goal, tried a short field goal. They went for it. Card gets stuck, fumbles the ball. And that sort of seemed to be a portent of things to come and set the tone for what we saw all night, right? You talked about it off yeah. the top, Alan, the turnovers. Four turnovers, the penalties, guys, 11 penalties for 127 yards. This is a Purdue team that had no turnovers coming into the game. They certainly made up for it tonight, right? And seven fumbles, man. It's sort of like those Oklahoma teams that ran the wishbone under Barry Switzer <laughs> yeah. times, you know? Uh, yeah. But my gosh, uh, I mean, you can sound the alarm on a lot of different things tonight. Uh, the wheels came off, and uh, now what? Now what? But well, we can get into that a little bit later. But yeah, just overall, just disappointing. There's no other way you can you can really um, capsulize this or sum it in any other way and just say disappointing. Uh, just about in every facet, guys, right down to a mix, a missed extra point that made it 28 yeah. to 20 instead of 28 to 21. On and on a win on a night that was certainly uh, disappointing, like I said, on on many fronts. Yeah, you know, the attention to detail which at least on the surface in the first two weeks, Mike was good because Purdue didn't turn the ball over. They didn't have an abundance of penalties. Quarterback did get sacked last week, but you know, it seemed like uh, it seemed like that was a situation where, uh, you know, you, you have that and, and all those factors just don't, uh, don't, don't make it work well. No, they don't. And I would add to Tom's comment about the room you know, some of it was perplexing, like, you know, you're trying to, you know, they're not going to have answers after the game, but these are questions that don't have answers because why do you fumble? Why do you have the penalties that you, you had granted there were phantom calls there, but you don't have 11 phantom calls in a game when you have 11 penalties. So, um, and then the short yardage situations to me is the most bothersome thing because it's a three game trend. They, yeah. it hasn't, I know they're not running the same play over and over on third and fourth and short, 
but it appears that they're running in the same vicinity every time. You know, we really haven't yeah. seen anything new in those situations. Mm-hmm. Maybe trying to get out on the edge or something else. Yes, they they tried to throw the ball in fourth down on their last one of their last possessions uh, when the game was close, but they really haven't tried anything different based on what I've seen the first three games uh, to to have more success in those situations. And you know, I think they have to be a little bit more creative in those things, and also. You know, don't put yourself in third and short and fourth and short. Do better, be better on first down and second down to to try to avoid those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really frustrating that first possession too when you're at second and one, like I said, and you have three shots and you can't get a yard to five. And I, admittedly, the fourth down play, he fumbles, and he, mm-hmm. that's actually was produced officially through his first turnover, but. Yeah, I also thought maybe it's overly simplified, but just no sense that and maybe it's a trend for three games, kind of not getting teams off balance in any way, shape or form. I mean, nobody. Yeah. Uh, Hudson Card's throwing the ball. Well, Yassine was terrific in a lot of ways tonight. Seems to be catching a dang, dang near everything. But there's no there's no I'm not just talking trick plays. I'm just talking about keep putting getting somebody on their heels it just doesn't seem like that's happening is that uh the way you see it tom yeah i agree um not a lot of super big plays either them, them yeah, biggest start 25 yards right yeah no no not a lot of explosive ability they, they did a better job of getting Deion burks involved i was i was a little flummoxed or vexed when he was only targeted four times and caught one pass last week and i know defenses want to take him away but you know what? Offenses still find ways to get their best players the ball. And Purdue did a better job of getting Deion Burks involved tonight. Eight targets, four catches. And they got they got to get him the ball uh, any way, shape, or form that they can. I thought they did better a better job of that tonight. You talked about Yassine. He continues to emerge as sort of a possession guy. I know he works real hard. I know the staff likes him a lot. So he's becoming a nice weapon, too. And Max Clare continues to shine. But but guys, um, <clears throat> I know he had his problems securing the ball tonight. But Devin Mockaby, you know, I, I still think he's a he's he's obviously maybe the key guy on this offense. And if he's playing well, it seems like Purdue's offense is humming. He didn't play well tonight. He never really get on got on track at all. Just twelve carries, thirty one yards, a long run of nine. I thought Tyrone Tracy did some nice things too. A um, mm-hmm. little bit more physical, but still, guys. 80 yards rushing for Purdue. I know there's some sack yardage in there, but lost yardage. But still, they can never really get anything going on the ground against that 3-3-5 Syracuse defense. Yeah, I, I, again, I struggle with a little bit with the scheme. I, I, it just seems like, too, that somebody pointed this out, I think, on our message boards this week. And, again, I'm not the offensive coordinator, but you look at the – you like to have Devin with a little more of a head of steam, you know, sometimes he gets that ball handed off to him in the shotgun and he's standing there for the first two steps with an offensive line. That's not been all that uh, special just yet to uh, certainly challenge. That's tough, but he's got, you got to get him going. And and, and it's kind of like, yes, Tyrone Tracy certainly was, was good, but uh, you got to get Devin Mockaby. You got to get through the fumble issues. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike, you got to look at that and say, that dance with he's if Purdue's going to have success, Devin Mockaby's going to have to be be a big part of that offense. Uh, they're not going to go away from that, I wouldn't think, even with the fumbles. 
No, they won't. And I don't, I don't think you push the panic button with him on the fumbles because this was one game. Now, if you, if you see it continue down the road, then yeah, you, you, you may have to adjust a little bit, but you know, I think at one point Purdue was averaging 1.6 or one point yards per carry. And I know sacks were involved in that a little bit and some mm-hmm, negative sure. yardage, but that's not, that's Purdue needs more production out of its running game, whether it's Mockaby, whether it's Tracy, whether it's Dylan Downing, or maybe even more importantly, Hudson Card. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were probably a couple times tonight where mm-hmm. he should have kept it um, and allow him allow him to help in that running game. Uh, I know he scored on the touchdown uh, on the run, but I think uh, that might have been more of a scramble play than anything else. Uh, so they, they need to get their rushing yardage from a lot of different people. Maccabee obviously is the main guy in that room and the main force, but it's got to be a collective effort because, you know, they just, they don't have that star power in the receiving game. Although Dion Burks has really stepped up, mm-hmm. um, you know, you see him stepped up tonight, but they, they need, they need a little bit more production from everybody to really push this offense forward. Yeah, I don't think there's a margin for error there. We've seen that in three weeks, really. I mean, that's just not – yeah, I know you had 35 points against Fresno State, but, you know, we know how they got the points in a couple of situations there too. So, uh, Tom, you look at – look at you know, Deion Burks, I think you're right. He does he, – he certainly passes the eyeball test. You watch him – uh, he can make things happen. They've got to got to get him even, – even eight eight targets is good. And I, you know, I know that everybody will talk all for trick plays and do something, but again, it's the, you know, find a way to get him the football. Okay, if you got to have him run the dang thing uh, or, or whatever, uh, you got to get him the ball. And I think that that's uh, something that you would think would have to have yeah. to work on from there. All right. So it, it's never as good as it seems or as bad as it seems, seems kind of bad right now with Purdue. All of a sudden we were saying, well, wait, they're going to win. They might win three games <laughs> in the month of September. Well, maybe not now, but uh, college football is a week-to-week proposition. Purdue now has to go back to the drawing board uh, against a team that it hasn't beaten uh, since uh, 1997. But who's counting uh, against the Badgers in ross Eight Stadium, a Wisconsin team that also was tied at halftime but uh, took care of business in the second half in its win today. But um, that's going to be a chat. Does it, does it help them? Tom, that they, in some ways, it, you only you get you, you play a little bit faster. You got a day earlier. Or does that does that help a Purdue team that needs to put this game in the rearview mirror, or would you like to have another day to prepare with a, a team that's still trying to get to know each other? Or does it matter? I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying, may I'm not trying to throw stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, I think anytime you get more time, it's a benefit. <clears throat> but yeah, if you're Purdue, you want to get this in the rearview mirror as quickly as you can. You want to learn, obviously, not repeat mistakes, try to get better. Um, but boy, here comes the, here come the Badgers. And like you said, Alan, you never want to go jump off the roof. Uh, the, the, these these results can be so crazy from week to week. One week you think you're a national champ. The next week you think you should shut your program down. So um, <laughs> yeah. we've all seen a lot of crazy results over the years, week to week. So who knows? And you mentioned – not that history matters, but the, the the morbid history in this this uh this series the last 25, 26 years, Alan. You said the last win in Ross Aid against these guys was 97. 
Joe Tiller's first season when Tiller's been deceased about four years. Now there's a tunnel named in his honor. That's how long ago it was. Of course, they beat him in Madison a couple of times, but still, yeah, this is a, this has been a tormentor. So this would be a heck of a, of a win if Purdue could get this monkey off its back and get back on track as a program. But tall task. The Badgers are in transition like Purdue with the new coaching staff, Luke Fickle. Um, you know, they got a new offense that they're running as well with the new quarterback from SMU. So, uh, yeah, they're still trying to feel their way and feel their way around too. So just a great opportunity for your, if you're Purdue, right? Doesn't get any easier. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see if they can, they can rebound and, you know, guys, I'd be interested in what you thought I had a Hudson card tonight, the type of game you thought he had. I thought overall he was pretty solid. Mike talked about maybe the need to run a little bit more. He was under some duress at times, but I thought he delivered some pretty nice passes too. Yeah, I mean, hard to argue with his numbers. Mike, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, I think his numbers are good, but it's hard to get past the fumbles. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I, and one of them, one of them was on a sack, on a strip sack, so that's not really his <laughs> his fault. But you have to, and I think that his interception was tipped, but still, their turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. They stopped drives. Um, yeah, he had good numbers, and he put some he put some uh, passes on the money uh, mm -hmm. tonight. But those turnovers are going to overshadow, I think, anything uh, moving forward. And I, you know, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. But the one thing we haven't talked about yet, and I think may become a big deal, is uh, you know, Kydron Jenkins did not play in the second oh, half, and yeah, doesn't sound if like, he's doesn't out, sound good, right? Yeah, if he does, if he's out for an extended period of time here, that's going to put more stress on that defense because Jenkins and Scrouton were playing really well mm. in these first two two and a half games. Yeah, and they they were the anchors of this defense. They were there were guys that you had to game plan around, and you know, Will Held got a got a fast taste of what big time college yes. football is going to be like, and, and if he's if he's got to take Jenkins' spot, then you know, he's, uh, you know, he's got, he's got to learn really quickly now. And there were probably a couple plays tonight that they, they went after him and had success. But um, I think that's probably the key thing going into next week is the health of, of Jenkins. And then what happens after that? Yeah. Garrett Schrader, I think they feasted on him. I mean, obviously held it. Schrader had a lot of yards in the first half, but uh, right. I thought they took they took advantage of, uh, uh, you know, and again, Will Holtz in game number three of his career playing on a defensive line or defensive end position. That's that's a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think it's uh, uh, it is all part of what uh, Purdue just does not have a lot of margin for error. We kind of knew that it got it, it. And then if you shoot yourself in the rear end, uh, it ain't going to work. Uh, and this is this is one game where it happened. Uh, doesn't have to be that way next week. They didn't do it in the first two games in terms of turnovers. But, yeah, I thought, you know, you look at cards, turnovers, um, obviously the fumble on the fourth down. Uh, going back and looking, I have to watch it again. I didn't really, you know, the Tracy fumble, uh, the fumble when he was – it looked like Tracy kind of not may have knocked the ball. Again, but he was not – didn't handle the ball off the snap. So it was mm -hmm. a problem from the get-go. Uh, yeah. Hard to know there. Uh, but, yeah, you just can't – and like you said, good court and Hudson Card, though I don't know him that well, but uh, 
seems to be a guy who can take responsibility for it and try to figure out a way to move forward. And, and Purdue's just going to have to do that uh, if, if it's going to have some success. So, uh, Tom, any other parting shots here as we close this down? It's an, it's enough to talk about yeah. a 20-minute or uh, a 15-point loss at home uh, at 1230 at night. Yeah, not much. I think we summed it up pretty well here. Um, you know, I think the staff knows what it's got in front of it. We thought the offensive line was going to have its issues this year. That's certainly proven to be the case. Yeah. And um, now's not the time you get better, right? As far as your personnel, you got to do that in the off season. So they got to figure out how to make this work with who they've got. Right. And that that's where the challenge lies. Yeah. One thing I will say to ask both of you, I mean, uh, great crowd tonight. I mean, you can't uh, have a better environment. And I thought that, that the fact that Purdue did not score in that first drive really hurt it just because it could have really, you know, momentum ends after a while. You know, we I understand that. Uh, but uh, that, in, that inability to do it. But what a, what, a, what a great crowd and a great environment here tonight, uh, yeah. uh, at least till halfway through the second half. But uh, and then when, it, when it got to be a little bit out of control. But, uh, Mike, your parting, parting comments are, are moments of brilliance as we end up uh, in this uh, podcast. Well, as I was saying on the way out, I, this would be uh, the nice, the right opportunity to remind people that Purdue was one and two last year after losing yeah. to Syracuse. And I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen down the road that happened last year because you got a different team, you got different players, you got different coaches, right. you got a different scheme, you got a different schedule. I mean, all those things are, are, are different. You didn't have Ohio State and Michigan on your schedule last year. But the point is that they've a lot of these players have been in the same position. So how do they pick themselves up out of it? Um you know, it's going to be important if you got and you've got a, a coaching staff that really is going to be tested now because you have, you know, you have turnover issues you had to deal with tonight. And, you know, I don't think you push the panic button on that because it's one game. But if that trend continues, then you, you've got to fix, you know, you really got, you have to fix some things. But, you know, they're going to face a different kind of Wisconsin team than they played in the past. You know, Wisconsin yeah. had five interceptions today against Georgia right. Southern. So they're they're out there going after the ball, and if and if Purdue cannot still have ball, get back to having ball security, then you know next week could be a, a really uh, long night uh, for Purdue. So you know this team bounced back after losing to Fresno State. Um, it's yeah. going to have to have the same focus again, but you know a potential key injury could play a big role, not yeah. only in next week, but uh, down the line here. Fresno State, by the way, I think it was putting it to Arizona State for, again, talking about uh, how things go and what what changes from that standpoint. Uh, uh, again, it's a college football season, and we'll see how it, uh, how it plays out next Friday night when the Badgers come to town. 7 p.m. kick. I think we'll find out the Illinois start time on Monday, somebody said, for that uh, that homecoming battle on yeah. September 30th. want to thank the Union Club Hotel, uh, the Boiler Up Bar, uh, for its support. Uh, we appreciate them. We also want to remind folks that you can become, you know, you watch us on YouTube, and Mike Carmen and Tom Deanart and Brian Newbert give you a lot of good good analysis 
think about subscribing. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. We've got a great community at goldenblack.com. Uh, we'll, we'll embrace you if you come to the, the site, so to speak, but uh, we would, would love to have you have you do that. And there's a dollar deal still going for the first month if you have interest in, in joining goldenblack.com. Uh, now's the time. So basketball, not too far around the corner as well. So um, a lot to, lot to talk about on the side. Guys, thanks so much. Thanks for hanging in there for a late evening. And uh, we'll look forward to talking on another late, it'll be another late evening next Friday night after this is uh, uh, over as well, but uh, we'll look forward to doing that as well. So have a great rest of your rest of your Sunday. And thanks to all of you for watching and listening and uh, enjoying our, our con content, uh, however you choose to enjoy it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.